Welcome to Stories from the Center of the Universe, the podcast about the human experience. Nikhil Brombot, welcome to the Center of the Universe. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. I guess we should mention that you and I work together uh, at what we've referred to on this podcast as the bakery of a few times, but uh, the name of the company is Capital One, and you, you and I were there together for a long time. Long time, yeah. I do remember like the first time that we met. I'm not sure like whether you remember. Oh, or... yeah, I don't remember this. <laughs> so I think it was like you know, post. Uh, there was this big project called like Helix, right? So, oh. and then <laughs> you're coming. Was that 07? Yeah, oh, wait, oh, 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 wait. Oh, oh, yeah. And I think you were coming back from like some sort of like, long leave or you went back to like some. I, I, I had deployed overseas. Deployed overseas, yeah. 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 No, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. And then I think we were sitting in this like you know, one uh, you know, big uh, you know, conference room. Okay. And there was like a big table you were sitting in the center. And I was. Was it at West Creek? Yeah, West Creek. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, I was sitting in the corner of that table. I think you were director at that time and I was manager. Okay. And somebody referred to me as Nikhil, right? Right. And then you jumped in and said, oh, so you are Nikhil. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> kind of abruptly and rudely. <laughs> no, no. I think it was all good. You said, like, no, you were hearing my name in, like, all different conversations and meetings. So now I know who we are. Yeah, yeah. Right? I heard your name a lot before that. <laughs> but but we were, were we in the same department then? I think you were, if I remember correctly, you were starting to manage like, you know, JRC at that okay. time. Yeah, and yeah. then I was in this program management, like, you know, sort of staff function type of role. Where the smart people were. You are a very bright person. We're going we're gonna to talk about that a little bit later. All right, let's start from the beginning. You were born in India. Yeah, I was. Yeah. All right, so where were you born in India? I was born in a small town called Kalol, uh, which is about one hour drive from a bigger place called like Ahmedabad. So that's where I was born. But uh, I actually didn't like know was not brought up in Kalol. So my father was uh, superintendent in customs. So he had like transferable jobs. So I think when I was six months, uh, then he left uh, that place and went to like all these different places. And then we ended up in like a place called Ahmedabad or city, uh, Ahmedabad city. And education was like really, really important in the family, right? So then after that, like once we came to Ahmedabad, uh, after that, like my father was transferred to like other places, but we as a family, you know, decided to stay in, uh, live in Ahmedabad, right? Just because of better education and everything. So when you were really small, you moved around quite a bit. Uh, We did, we did. Like every every few months kind of thing? Uh, I think it's every like, no, maybe a year to two years. That's a lot of moving. Yeah, a lot of moving. Is that common for, for people in India to move uh, around Not that much? necessarily. I think most of the people like, you know, live in one place, like majority of the time. Now things are different, like, you know, just because of, you know, all this, like, you know, different types of jobs and everything. Right. But uh, when I was growing up, like, majority of the people, like, you no know, lived in, like, one city or one place. Uh, but just given, like, my father's job was, like, you no know, more transferable, like, you know, we moved around, you know, so... But it, what age had your your parents said we're not going to move the kids anymore? Uh, so uh, when I was, let me think about that. So I was in, I think, I was eight years old, somewhere in that range. Okay. You know, we said like, yeah, education is important. Like these are good schools, and I was the youngest in my family. So my sister, I had two sisters and one brother. Um, so my eldest sister is like nine year older than me. So that means she was in like 17, 18 uh, range. So right. that's why I like no consideration for like my 
uh, older siblings like you know my parents decided that like you know, we are just going to live in uh, Ahmedabad and like you know, focus on studies and like, you know my father would still go to you know different places but then he would come back and you know then we would go there and like you know when you know holidays and things like that right so so your dad was gone uh, like four or five days a week or he'd be gone for weeks at a time oh weeks at a time wow yeah absolutely that's that's hard for your mom yeah absolutely it was definitely like you know hard you know so. Uh, but like you know, we stayed like not uh, in touch uh, all the time. So you would like you know, suddenly like come home type of thing, like you know, surprise us, and like very well connected, like very close knit family. Um, but we are like you know, still trying to like figure out some ways so that like he can still work in like different places, and we don't have to move around, right? So right. So my impression of uh, you growing up is you ate, slept, and studied, <laughs> or attended class. Is that? accurate not necessarily so uh actually like you know i was i studied hard but i was not like one of those studious types basically right so maybe that's why i like you so much <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> because uh and i think like my uh, i think what i figured out like early on like my technique was like just play close attention in the class and study regularly so that I don't have to like, spend like a lot of time studying. Right. So studying is not something that like not, I truly enjoyed, but I thought it was like really, really important just given like what my parents drilled down into me. So, you know, I have to like take the, make that as a priority, but doesn't mean that like I have to spend like all of my time there. Uh, I spend like a lot of time like just playing cricket. Mm, uh, okay. So I so, was. So be consistent and disciplined around it, and you don't have to spend a ridiculous amount of time trying to catch up. Exactly. I, I was like, you know, paying like, as much attention in the class. So you know, this this may sound like ridiculous, but uh, you know, we let's have I'm like in the exam, and I'm like writing some answer, and if I forget something, I can actually like you know in my mind replay that lecture or class and find the answer basically that's uncommon yeah <laughs> right do you know other people that can do that i've not seen that but i was able to do that you know so that's i'm not so sure. you like, really like, needed to go to class yeah i needed to go to class i go to class like you know that's that's like first and foremost you know? that's crazy yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you remember like the smell of the room do you remember or is it just you can see the the lecturer you can see your teacher and you remember what they said yeah exactly i can okay. I, give, I can like, i can like visualize my teacher basically right so and, and so and you're getting video and audio back from from your recall exactly that's crazy <laughs> i didn't know that about you yeah, exactly. so that helps it work too right yeah, it does. It does. But I, I, I'm not sure like I'm still able to do it or not that effectively. You know? So well, we like, do age and things happen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So you mentioned cricket. So we'll come back to cricket in a second. Were there other things that you did outside of the home or outside of the classroom? Yeah. So cricket was a big thing, uh, and then uh, all the cultural activities, right? So you know, there's a you know event called or the festival called like the Navratri, so nine nights. Uh, where like every night like people get together and like dance and like no food and celebration and all of that uh, so I did that like you no know, very religiously every year and uh, actually I've been doing that like you no know, since then even now and very recently we had that festival and my wife and I got like the you know, best uh, dance couple ever. all right <laughs> nice <laughs> and this is not just 20 people showing up this is a, a big it's gathering like, yeah 500 600 people yeah wow up, good know, for so. you that's yeah, great thank you yeah yeah so playing cricket like uh, all the time and then like you know, doing like, these cultural activities uh, type of thing. 
So I was there was a time period where I would just come home for like eat and sleep type of thing, and spending like time all the time outside basically. Yeah. Right, so. All right, so let's dive into cricket. Okay. Awesome. To, uh, just I'm you know me. I don't know anything about cricket uh, other than I can name uh, a couple of things. <laughs> Describe cricket to somebody who doesn't understand it at all. Yeah, absolutely. So cricket is like you no. Know, so in baseball there are like you no know, four different bases, right? So in cricket, like you know, the way to think about it, like there are two set two bases, like opposite each other, yep. and at the each base there are it's called like cric- uh, wicket basically. So there are like three wickets, which are like three sticks basically, uh, at each one, and then there is a bowler who is like similar to pitcher, right? Uh, but then like the way it works is like you cannot throw the ball; you have to you know move your hand. The uh, in circular motion basically not right? bend at the elbow, not bend at the elbow, right? And then the other thing is like the ball does not go directly to the other person; it actually hits the ground first and then comes up basically, okay. right? So and so that's why like you know, what you can do is like different things in double after it pitches, it goes to like different directions and things like that. You can do like swings and other things. It's three sixty. The 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 people that are playing. Outside of the batsman and, and bowler relationship, everybody mm-hmm. outside of that can be in any direction, right? Yeah, it's like 360, basically. You're absolutely right. Yeah. All right, so uh, at, cricket's notorious for, for going for two days or several yeah. hours. Uh, how, do you, how does one score in cricket? Yeah, so like every uh, ball that you get, like you try to hit it, right? But uh, if you don't hit it, like that does not mean that you now it's just zero runs on that. Like you, you okay. don't necessarily have to hit it. Uh, but when you hit, like once you hit it, it goes into the ground. Then you run between those wickets, basically, right? So you score a number of runs. So if, if I run to the far wickets and, and and return, that's two runs. That's two runs. Okay. Yeah. Can I can I keep doing it until keep doing it? Yeah. When wh- why why would I stop running? Yeah. So like let's say if the ball comes back to the wicket before you go back to the wicket, then you are it's called like out. So you're done basically. Okay. Right. So you, your goal is to like run as many you know runs as possible between the wickets. Uh, and get, go back to the next that wicket before the ball comes back to that wicket, basically. And does it just have to be the ball back to the wicket, or does somebody on the other team have to possess the ball at the wicket? Yeah, it actually has to like possess the ball and then hit the wicket, basically, okay. before you come back. Got it, got it. Side. Okay. And then is there a ring around the field? Yeah, it's, and then like let's say if your ball like, go directly to that ring outside. Yeah. So it's like called like four run. Oh, it's a, it's basically like a home run. Yeah, and then like if it touches the ground and then go outside, then it's four runs. If it does not touch the ground, go directly outside, that it's six runs, which is so everybody's trying to hit six runs. Yeah, everybody's trying to hit that. That's fun. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so when one team uh, is on offense, they're, they're the batsman side. Are they going through the entire team before they- the other team? Becomes the batsman. Yeah, and so that's where like you are mentioning about the format comes into the picture. Yeah. Uh, so like let's say that there's one format called like, it's like uh, test match. It's like five days. <laughs> <laughs> like like eight hours a day for yeah, five days. It's like office time. Like you go over, like, it's like, like a work week. Yeah, work week. <laughs> <laughs> Nine o'clock you start running, and then there's like lunch time period, like about like forty five minutes, and then you go back and run. Wow. Uh, and then play cricket. That goes on like five days, and then there's like one rest day. Right? So like total thing is like six days. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So if you're playing test match, then one team goes first, and then like one after the other, like the everybody goes. There are like total eleven players. Uh, so there there are like ten wickets because 
like if the person is on one side like he's not uh he cannot run like on the only one side like there has to be like people on both sides mm, right? right 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 so they run like one after other and then like once they are all of them are out then the next team comes in or once they are all out then the first team comes in uh, so on and so forth right and so how many times do, do you have a full set like that or like an inning in baseball how many innings yeah total equal? total four sets uh, okay. two each for one of one each team basically okay right so okay Team right. A comes in, then team B, then team A comes in, and team B. Like so, there are four sets basically. Got it. And that can take how, how long does that typically take? Five days, you know. So sometimes, like you know, five days are over, and that whole thing is not done. So it's like draw. Nobody won <laughs> after five days. That know? seems crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know that's why like not many people play test matches these days. And then there is another version which is like you know uh, it's called like you know single day cricket, right? So daily matches. So in which like, you know there's a one over means like you are throwing balls like you know six times, right? So there are like fifty overs, so like three hundred times you are throwing the ball. Mm. So there's like team one and team two both come to like for offense like once. So and then see like what happens like how many who scored like more number of runs and that team wins basically, okay. right? So there's always like you no know, winner there like majority of the time there have been cases where there are ties even then that situation, but in like that one day uh, you know matches. And now there are like even shorter matches. It's like you know, just the twenty-hour matches, right? So that that is over in like three, four hours, basically. Well, you need a short match if you want to televise, right? Yeah. To get to get the to get the uh, optimal audience or the exactly. maximum audience. Yeah. Because I can't imagine unless you're there and yeah. you know somebody on the team, or it's it's one nation against another nation. I, I get why people would show up for six days for that. Yep. But outside of the national thing, I think the three or four hour thing is much more consumable for a TV audience. Yeah, exactly. And that's why like there's a league started. Like it, this started like maybe, like 10 years ago. Uh, but like all of those matches are like those shorter form, right? So that's why like it's like three, four hour. Everybody goes there and enjoys it. And then like maybe, you know, come back. That's the way to do it. Yeah, exactly. But the only thing is like if you really like cricket, then there is a like balance between like no you want to like save your wicket and then you want so want to make the runs so if you are like you no know, truly on like five test match five day test match then there is no so much hurry to do the runs mm. right mm. and then if you are like one shorter version like 3 4 hours you don't wait, uh, care too much about the wicket like you are going after the runs because you have right. like 10 wickets to spend to make as many runs that you, as you want and then so but i think the middle ground is that like that one day in my opinion yeah, right just yeah, because like you no know, that's like the the trade off that you are trying to balance which is i want to score runs but i don't don't want to like lose my wicket basically and and you're saying you prefer the one day you're saying that as a player or are you saying that as somebody who's watching oh match? as a player as okay a, yeah for anybody watching they are like 3 4 hours is the one that they yeah. like, you know, so. that makes sense okay do you enjoy being the batsman or do you enjoy being on the other side uh actually both so i used to be bowler uh, and uh, so I was like a unique combination where in the sense that like I was a left-hand bowler. There are not many like left-hand bowlers. And then I was playing like right-hand basically. Mm. So I was playing all the time. I took like no coaching in India. There are like no coaching classes uh, so on cricket. So I did that. And I was in under-19 team for like no, the city and all of that. Right? Oh, yeah, so, that's cool. And uh, everybody like so everybody like, in different communities. Uh, we call it like society, right? So they knew about like you know, how good uh, the player I was. So they would come and like you know, say, can you play for my team? Can you play for Oh, that's team? cool. Yeah. So. All right, nice. So you bowled left-handed as a batsman, you were right-handed. Right-handed. Okay. Right. And as a uh, a bowler, 
can you put spin on the ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to be like fast bowlers. So there are like two types of bowlers. So one is like fast bowlers and the one is like spin bowlers. Mm. So spin bowlers are like they like you know, they don't run that much but their focus is more on like spin. Like once it hits the ground then it like you know, just takes like a big turn basically, right? But in the fast bowling also uh, there's a uh, way to like spin it. So like when you actually throw the ball if you like you know move your fingers like slightly on the left hand side then it's going to like you know after the pitch it's going to go outside right if you move like you know, slightly on the inner side then it's going to go come in basically right so you do like different things so if you were a bowler do you have to be a spin oriented bowler or a fast or can you combine the two uh, I think like there are bowlers that have combined the two but majority of the time it's like one versus other right because like you know, if you're a fast bowler you are running and you are focusing a lot more on like you know, throwing faster with some slight twist to that, right? And a swing to that. Versus if they are a spin bowler, then like that is not so much focus on the speed, but you want to make sure that like once it hits the ground, it's taking like big turn, like mm. a big and unexpected turn basically, right? Because but if you are a batsman, you know that they are going to swing it and spin it and things like that, right? right. And they pay like a lot of attention to the hand movement while they throw. So that means that like they know like which way the ball is going, but then ballers also like you know, try to figure it out so that their hand movement does not give out like you know, which way the ball is going to move. Yeah, deception is important for the exactly, bowler. exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. So the the bat itself is not like an, uh, a baseball bat. It's uh, it's not flat though either on both sides, or is it? Uh, no, I think in the front side it is a little bit of flat. Um, on the back side it is not. Okay. So the front side like you know is is flat. So you hit the ball. And at the same time, you try to move that into like or send that into like specific direction, right? So, like, let's say the bowler is bowling, so that means that like there are other ten players who are in the field, like around in 360 view. Right. So before the bowler starts, like you make sure that you understand like where everybody is mm. standing, and you find gaps basically, right? So you use your bat and it is it is like flat in the front. You have the opportunity to like put the a stroke in the specific direction. So while those uh, kind of fielders, we call it like fielders, go after the ball, you can run in between the wickets, basically. So when you're batting, are uh, are you swinging fully like you would in baseball, or is it more of a the difference between bunting and swinging in baseball? Pretty dramatic. My sense is in cricket, it's not quite a bunt. It's also not quite a full swing most of the time. Exactly, yeah. So it's, it truly depends on uh, kind of whether you want to like hit for like you no know, home run or six, basically, right? So if you are like hitting for like home run, then you will hit the you know, the full swing, basically, right? But then there are also situations where like you, know, you put it in, like you know, the small kind uh, you know, like cut, basically, right? It goes in like different direction, right? So it truly depends on the ball, right? So you like you know, try to like as soon as the baller throws, you try to figure it out as to like which way it is going to move. Then also, like they uh, throw it at like, different lengths, right? So if they throw it like middle of the wicket, then you know that that ball is going to like bounce basically, mm. right? So it's going to in one or if they throw like all the way close to the wicket, then it's going to like no more defensive like shot that you want to take basically, right? So you have to like make that uh, decision like in a split second, right? So yeah, figure it out. So. All right, so India. Uh has always had a well I always in your lifetime India's had a good national team a really good national yes, team yeah. who are the other good uh, nations in at cricket yeah so like when this uh, when I was like, you know growing up uh, West Indies uh, mm. Islands was like very very a strong team so every four years there is a World Cup 
so it started like the first World Cup was won by uh, uh, West Indies. The second one was also won by West Indies. And the third one, like, uh, this, the team was so strong. Uh, this was like 1983. Uh, and uh, India was in the finals against West Indies. And uh, at that time, you know, everybody thought that we, India, uh, West Indies is going to win. But it was a big upset that India won the uh, World Cup, the third World Cup. India as a nation must have gone crazy, Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. There are like movies on that. And <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, I don't know what the equivalent for America. I guess when we beat the Russians in hockey uh, around the same time frame, it was similar to that. Right, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I think now I think like Australia is good. Like, so that now the time period is like different teams are good at different time periods. So Australia, England, like you know, they have won the you know, World Cup. Pakistan won the World Cup also. You know, so. so a lot of places where the the British uh, colonized. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I think uh, Americans are somewhat proud that cricket's not a big thing here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, that's cool. So is India? Are there world rankings that are out all the time, or just during the World Cup? Uh, I think during the World Cup, mostly. Yeah. yeah mostly. World, do World the Cup. Uh, countries compete when the World Cup's not? happening oh yes they do they do so i think like the countries like visit each other for like different series and uh, that goes on all the time you know so did you have a dream of playing on the national team yeah i actually did you know so uh, when i was like in the eighth ninth grade i actually had to make the decision about like you know, whether i want to like, continue to like you know focus on cricket or study basically right so and i decided like you know, i'm going to focus on studies basically right so at that time, there were not like many professional leagues or anything like that. So right. it's like an out of billion people. If yeah, like eleven people get selected, right? So yeah, <laughs> the odds are not in your favor. Exactly. Yeah, and so if you wanted to try to make the national team, you w- wouldn't drop out of school, but school would have been secondary. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, who won the last World Cup? Forgetting. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, but I- India has a good chance every every exactly. time they play. Every time, yeah. Every time. Uh, there's one coming up next year. Uh, yeah, yeah. because yeah, I, I did the math from 83 to oh, yeah. 23. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, I added 40 <laughs> to 83. Exactly. <laughs> it, t- it took me a while. I used my, my fingers and my toes for that. But Yeah, yeah, I tried to keep up with it, but uh, I've not been able to do that like as much. You know, so. Do you play in Richmond? I have not, but uh, I've, I, you know, I think starting from like, next spring, I'm going to start playing. Uh, so I found like you know, some groups that are you know, playing on a regular basis. Uh, so I'm thinking that next spring I'll start playing. You know, so. Were you part of the effort where we went out to the softball field at West Creek? I, I was. I yeah. was actually. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, that was actually awesome. Yeah, that the, was really the, awesome. The people that didn't understand cricket, I mean, we just looked ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that was good. I think. <laughs> and I, I was bending my arm when, as a bowler. And so I think Suchit kept yelling at me. <laughs> Uh, Those are good times. All right, so when you bowled, uh, were you a spinner pitcher or more of a fast pitcher? A fast pitcher. Okay. Fast pitcher. Did you ever get clocked for how fast you you were bowling? I I didn't at that time. That's not a thing back then. It it was not a thing back then. What do you think? What do you think you were bowling at? Rough guess. Eighty miles an hour, ninety miles an hour. Probably ninety miles per hour. That's moving. Yeah, that probably easily like ninety miles per hour. Wow, I was like running like really fast and then throwing and. Oh, you might have been bowling at a hundred, right? Because you you get to run how how far. 20 yards? Yeah, yeah, easily, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I was, like, really thin at that time. Like, my hands were, like, just zooming, you know, So yeah, yeah. it was really fast balls that I was throwing at that time. You, know, so. you probably were bowling at 100, 100 plus, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. All right. Uh, you were 
you went to school in India through like undergrad, college undergrad, or did you? Uh, undergrad. So I went to like no, undergrad in India. I did my computer engineering. Um, in college, I was probably like, studying less. <laughs> less. Where did you go to college? Uh, it's a place called like LD Engineering College. Uh, it's like re- not nationally ranked, but like regionally, it's like number one basically. Okay. Right. So, and in, like in the 12th grade is a big thing there. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, you study really hard and then you get like ranking and things like that. And then you get the choice of going to like different places. So I had the choice of going to like either the medical school or engineering. Uh, my parents really wanted me to uh, be a like doctor, you know? mm. so um, but I didn't want to be a doctor. So I went to like in computer engineering school. You know? so, so what what was it about being a doctor that was not attractive to you? Uh, I think two things. Uh, somehow, like I thought that it was like a little bit more like repetitive uh, thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I had my cousin, like older cousin, who was a doctor, a very successful doctor. He had like his own uh, hospital and everything. Um, but he always talked about like how boring the life was. <laughs> <laughs> you have some prestige, but it's boring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he was making like a lot of money, but he says like I didn't want to become doctor. That's what like he would always talk about. Mm-hmm. So it's somewhat like it was ingrained in me. You know, so. And what what did computer engineering uh, mean or look like back when you went to college for it? Yeah, so uh, I think like we studied like no really like no. Like no base in terms of like no, the microprocessors and like no assembly language and uh, you know uh, you know C plus plus was a big thing then like it's no longer a big thing. <laughs> not not really in vogue these days yeah, exactly yeah. and then uh, I think Java was like no fairly new at that time and then all this like no artificial intelligence like neural networks those kinds of things. Uh, People were talking about those back then. Yeah, they were talking about that back then. Basically, mm. we didn't have like a lot of like you no know, practical applications that I was exposed to, uh, but people were talking about that back then. Like, you no, know, I just talked to my son all the time that these are all the things that like you no, know, we talked about then. Like, we had the general conceptual understanding, but it's great to see that like now it's actually happening. You know, so. so you wanted to? I'm guessing here. Tell me if I'm wrong. You wanted to problem solve through coding. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and and every problem is is different, and you can develop a multitude of solutions to solve that problem. Exactly. You're absolutely right. And I think that just helps in terms of like just the structural, logical thinking, basically. Yeah. Right? So. And so, when you graduated from college, did you work right away? Uh, I actually went to uh, master's uh, MBA directly. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So that what, was what was the idea? What were you going to do after you got your MBA? Uh, so I was going to go back into you know, the private sector. Um, uh, but I thought like, you know, like one of those things, like, you no, know, if I want to like study, I just want like to you know, study then finish the whole thing. Um, so I did my computer engineering, then like, you know, went to MBA and, um, uh, you know, and also like, you know, simultaneously started like, you know, CFA, Chartered Financial Analyst, which is a three year program. Uh, so I had like a very successful run at that time. Uh, so an MBA, uh, in all four semesters, I was ranked like number one in the university. And then I also finished like you know, my CFA at that time and then went to work basically. So you and I had similar roles at Capital One and you were much more pedigree than I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now the math lines up for me because you came to the U.S. when you were 27. Yeah. You graduated college around the age of 22? Uh, yes. And then yeah. you did a two-year MBA and then a three-year CFA. Yeah, yeah. And, and at what point did you start thinking about coming to the U.S.? Uh, I think uh, so. I worked there for about two years, 
and uh, after about a year i started thinking about coming to us basically because so you graduate college before you were 22 uh so i did uh, uh so i did my mba basically right so uh so like my college i finished my college did my mba yeah and i finished my mba in 96 and came here in like 98 got it so 96 and like now about a year i worked uh i worked like two years but uh, after about a year i started thinking about uh, coming to us uh, so and what was it about the us that was attractive to you yeah i think one of those things where like you know, i studied really hard right uh, in computer and like you know, finance and then like you go to work and then you use like five percent of your <laughs> 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 what you learn basically right so i was not satisfied and, and you I, thought that america would give you a much broader much application broader. of what you've learned exactly yeah exactly. did that end up being true i think so i think so like, not still not like 100 percent, but uh much better than compared like you know what i was doing in india you know, so okay uh, l- let me go back to school for a second so the process to get selected you end up being told you're eligible to select these schools yeah um, and so th- the smartest kid your age in India at the time could choose any school. Yeah. And then once, th- and I'm using air quotes here, people can't see me, but yep. uh, th- this notion of the, the best school getting filled up meant it was not no longer eligible for others to select it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the best, the Harvard of India is IIM. Uh, IIM, yes, yeah, IIM, so, IITs, yeah, yeah. It, well, IIT is the the masters, or is it equivalent? Uh, IIM is masters. IIT is under. Yeah. Got it. Got so, it. Yeah. Okay, I always had that flip for some right, reason. Yeah, yeah. So, did you have a desire to try to get into IIT? Uh, I did not. I just like no wanted to like stay more like local, basically. Okay. Right, so. so you went to the best place uh, local. Locally. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. Nice. All right. So when you. At what? How old were you when you started learning English? Um, so, in the fifth grade, like fourth or fifth grade, uh, you know, English is a subject, right? So when, you know, so there are schools where like the medium of instruction is English. Uh, I was not in those schools. I was in like you no know, called like Gujarati medium, where like my mother tongue is Gujarati, where so medium of instruction is in Gujarati. But you start learning like you know uh, English as a subject. In like third or fourth uh, grade basically and then like you know, up to 12th grade and all of the college education is in english you know so and when you say english is it british english or is it english is english and it's just the brits have a different accent than than americans in the southeast kind of thing it's the same language right yeah right yeah but i think more british you know english i would say yeah yeah so uh i i imagine there's some uh informal phrases that you would pick up with British English mm-hmm. as opposed to American English. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. So when you got here, what was your first, like when you, when you, it really sank in what America was like, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah. I think I do remember like the first thing that like, no, so I uh, landed at uh, Atlanta airport. Uh, and then I, some of my relatives uh, kind of came to pick me up and uh, kind of, I was, uh, you know, they were like driving me back to their uh, home. And uh, now at that time, like roads and infrastructure in India was not that great. You know? So I first time you know, I remember thinking about like, you know, so you know, looking at like the speedometer and how fast the car was going and not like, you no know, feeling that in turn in, uh, inside. 
Um, so that was awesome. Uh, so and then, uh, yeah, and then I went to school and uh, kind of all this uh, uh, infrastructure at the colleges and like all these facilities and computer labs and that was like awesome basically. Right? Where'd you go to school when you got here? Uh, University of Georgia. I went to UGA. And what was the the uh, master's program this time? Yeah, actually, I was doing like MBA again. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have to do it again? I didn't have to do it, but uh, I thought like... You were actually going to school to learn. Yes, yes, yes. I was what a novel concept. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm being very serious <laughs> when I say this. I went to college for two reasons. One, my parents expected me to. And two, I knew there'd be a piece of paper that would prove that I actually <laughs> could learn a few things. <laughs> but you actually did an MBA a second time because you wanted to learn. Yes, yes. That is awesome. That was naive. More, more people, well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Look, if the education is good, then why not? I, I, I'm a big believer in education, right? Because I think there is like this trend that is currently going on, uh, which I'm not a big fan of, which is like you know, all this uh, software companies, like you know, hire people who have just finished uh, and the, they actually advertise also, right? And say, just learn like coding and come to us and work for us. Yeah, basically. finish high school at age 16 or 17 and, and code the rest of your life. Exactly, right? Yeah. No, so I'm, um, somehow I'm not a big fan of that. Right? Well, you're not, uh, you're not going to be well-rounded. Exactly. If that's yeah, the path you choose. And you're not going to be worldly. Yeah, exactly. Because the education is not just about like earning money, right? It's like, you know, the four year that you spend is like you know, you're the, the create like a good baseline and the foundation for the rest of the life. Yeah. So, and not just academically to your point. Exactly. Yeah. Socially, Socially emotionally, network, psychologically, everything. You know, yeah. Just like a lot, a lot of learning there. So, so uh, was taking uh, MBA courses at Georgia really different than? Uh, an MBA course back in India? Uh, a little bit different, like not a whole lot, but a little bit different in the sense that like, a lot more focused on like project-oriented work, basically, mm. right? And uh, versus like you know, what we had in India. And in India also, like there was like you know, some focus on the project-oriented work, but here it was a lot more like a project-oriented work. Right? Were, were you the only Indian in the course at the time? Uh, there were like two more. You know, two more, but two. everybody else was... Not Indian. Not Indian. Yeah. And yeah. did you feel feel included? Did you feel like you were respected, or was it not as smooth as you would have hoped? Yeah, I think like I I have always been fortunate that like I felt like included. Like everybody was like you know, very you know just open and like you know, uh, inviting me to like you know, different things and and uh, you know, just I, I just felt like at home basically type of thing right and from that perspective that's great yeah that was, that was awesome that was awesome i think that's a I, i'd like to think that's typical mm-hmm. right all, all the things that we've been hearing in, in corporate media social media you would think that everybody hates everybody else but yeah. i i think the reality is m- the overwhelming majority of people are very welcoming very inclusive and uh, I would love to be telling those stories more than, than the uh, ones of strife. Yeah, yeah. And I think I almost like, you know, felt that like, you know, people were going like, out of their way to like, make sure that I, you know, I and the other two are like, you know, feel included type of thing. You know, so. And I think that's true for most countries and most cultures. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Um, I, 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 for some reason, it just popped in my head that you won the dance competition. What kind of dancing are we talking about? <laughs> it's called like Nagarba. Okay. Uh, it's like you no know, Indian uh, traditional dance from the uh, place called like Gujarat. So in India, so where I am from, like Gujarat, you know. So in India, like you no, know, it's very famous uh, that like you no, know, uh, this dance form that is in Gujarat is uh, also like at other places, right? It's called like Nagarba. You know, uh, it's like intense, you know. And actually, and there are professional dancers that do it. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and then you actually dance for like no couple of hours actually mm. uh, and uh, it's it's exhausting you know so but like if you enjoy it you enjoy it basically right so you you and your wife were in it to win it sounds like yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right so you graduate you know me like i'm like going something <laughs> yeah you, you would rather die than not, <laughs> not, exactly. not compete. uh so when you finished at georgia your second mba which i i think i knew that about you but i'd forgotten that did you get a job fresh out of uh, finishing the MBA program? Yeah, I got a job in Capital One. So I forgot to mention that when in India also, like, you know, uh, there are campus interviews, right? So mm. the way it works is like there is a, you know, interview week uh, before you finish the college. And all these companies come to your campus. And the students actually rank those companies uh, in terms of like what day they come in. So that like you no know, day one company, day two company, day three company type of thing, and right. depending on like how, how much money that they are offering, uh, how many uh, you know positions that they are offering, and then like what's the track record of that company to come to that campus like you no know, year after year. This is MBA at Georgia, or is this back in India? Uh, this was like back in India, basically, okay. right? So, and uh, so day one companies come in, and so I was hired on like day one, right? And then like by day three, like the, all the entire class is hired, basically majority majority of the time. Like, you know, so. Were you hired by Capital One at the time? Uh, so this was sorry, I was talking about like, in India. Got it. So this is the job you got after your MBA, your MBA in India. MBA in India, basically, gotcha. right? So, yeah, yeah. but here also like you know, I got a job before I finished my uh, uh, you know MBA in uh, Georgia. Uh, India at Capital One. Uh, so did Capital One recruit at Georgia? Uh, they did not, but uh, I had a friend who actually worked at Capital One, so I applied, and they invited me to like the campus here, and I came here and I interviewed, and uh, they offered me the job. So. so you you've lived in two places in the states, the Atlanta metro area and the Richmond metro area. Uh, actually, in Florida also. So oh. uh, so I came here for MBA, uh, then I finished like one semester. And then I thought, like, you know, because my wife was still in India. So I got married in, like, you know, December of 97. And after about, like, you know, six, eight months of the marriage, I came here for study. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, after finishing, like, one semester, I wanted, like, you know, bring my wife also over here. Yeah, why wouldn't you? That's yeah, right. you know. So, and that's why, like, you know, I said, like, you know, I'm going to, like, work for a couple of years. Uh, and so I, I did, like, an IT consulting work in Georgia and uh, in Florida. Okay. So I lived in Florida also for about, like, you know, two years. And then went back to MBA and finished my MBA. Got it. Okay. So I had, like, a lot, lot of detours. You know? So by the time you started Capital One, you were in your early 30s? Uh, early 30s, yeah, yeah. I would say. Yeah, okay. Early 30s, yeah. Yeah, and how long were you at Capital One? Uh, so I started, like, in 2002 until, like, 2013. Okay. Uh, so out of you and I both know Gene Burke really well. Between Gene and me, who's your favorite? I'm, I'm kidding. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> That's a tough question. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm a big Gene Burke fan, right? I'm a big Gene Burke fan as well. I'll, I'll edit this out later, though. <laughs> so what was your first job at Capital One? <clears throat> yeah, I was in a place called, like, you know, um, call center support group. Okay. I was called, like, ICOS. Uh, so I was there for like, about two years. Um, I forgot about ICOS. ICOS, yeah. yeah. We loved our acronym, acronyms. <laughs> ICOS, yeah, exactly, yeah. So I was there, like, you know, but it was like, a little bit like a big transition for me, like, you know, just because the way that happens in, like, you know, when you are really studying is somebody gives you a book and you like read end to end and then you know everything about that subject, right? And like you rely a lot more on like reading 
versus when you go in like corporate world it's like bits and pieces of information right yeah. it's like you know there's like one deck here and one procedure here and people mention things in you know meetings and things like that so you have to like just actually you know, put pieces together it's not like given to you like ready made on a on a on a, on, a, on a book or something well and the book has been vetted by uh really smart people <laughs> and capital one has a ton of smart people but not everything was vetted thoroughly exactly. so you're putting things together you're like i'm not sure this is accurate this thing that i just learned yesterday exactly yep that's exactly right yeah so. all right cool uh let's, let's go back to english the the language you were speaking when you were like four or five years old i imagine is dramatically different than english like like exactly. two different things. Yeah, two different things. Yes. Like not in the same category sort no, of thing. No. Yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> picking up English was not a big deal though? Just uh, because no. you're hearing it all the time and, and speaking it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, no, no, not a big deal. Yet. And you can still speak your, your native language as yes, well? Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. You speak it with your wife? Yeah, you know, we speak uh, Gujarati. My son also speaks Gujarati. Like in, in, in home, we speak uh, Gujarati basically. Okay, yeah. nice. All right, very cool. Yeah. Um, all right, so... <sighs> For some reason, I think this is maybe a little bit, uh, I, I shouldn't bring up the next topic, but there was a caste system in mm-hmm. India, and you had said it's it's okay to talk about. Yeah. Can you uh, talk about the history of the caste system and, and how it's broken down? And I know there are four main uh, castes, but there are offshoots of those four main ones as well. So could you talk about that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So there are like four different caste systems, uh, you know, so Brahmin. Uh, and then uh, Brahmins, like their main focus is in terms of like doing like re- more like religious type of work and and uh, those kinds of things. They're they're religious leaders, religious leaders, it's, exactly. Yeah. Right. And then then uh, there's like Kshatriya, uh, who are like warriors. Right. Mm-hmm. So like their job is to, like you know, protect like people uh, and uh, you know their warriors. And then Vaishya is like they are more in the businesses, like you no know, different types of businesses, finance, accounting, that sort of finance, thing. Finance, accounting, selling, trading, those kinds of things. Okay. Right? And then uh, Shudras are like more manual type of work, basically. Okay. Right. So, uh, I think like some t- somehow sometimes like the caste system is understood uh, differently than what it really is. Uh, so caste system is not supposed to be by birth. It's about like you no know, type of work that you do. So it, you could be born to Kshatriya parents, but end up being Vaisha. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's how it should be. But somehow it, that's not how it is, basically. Right? So, so if you're born to, to Brahmin parents, you, you probably want to be Brahmin. We want to be Brahmin, basically. Right. So, you know, I think like that's that's how it generally worked. Uh, but like the, I think, in my opinion, like the true, true uh, you know, sort of the foundation of the caste system is that it's not by birth. It's the type of work that you do, and that should be like you no. Know, you should be able to like transition from from like one caste to another depending on what work you do, basically. Yeah, and so if, if you're born to a religious father, mm-hmm. uh, but you really want to be a carpenter, mm-hmm. you you should be able to to do that. But I imagine your religious father may not want you to go down that path. Exactly. Yeah, and I think like you no, know, what happened was like you no. Know, this, in my opinion, like that's how the caste system was developed. But then like you no. Know, people put like artificial barriers basically mm. right and that things become like a lot more rigid and it loses the you know the true ingredient about like you know, what it is supposed to be about right and that just creates like this like barriers right so yeah so if you want to do something it's in your heart and in your soul um 
those artificial barriers may prevent you from doing that. Exactly. And, and that's that's tough for a culture. Yeah, it is tough. And I, I, I'll be honest, like in some of the you know, villages and uh, where it's just really, really difficult to like, you know, just go from like one type of work to another type of work. And like, you know, this. Sorry. So your parents are, are Brahmin? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but the work you do is more Vaisha. Yeah, yeah. It's, but the caste system is also not strong. Um, even within India, is not as strong as it was maybe a hundred years ago. Exactly. Yep. Um, and if you are Indian by birth but live in America or Brazil or wherever, it's not really a thing. It's not really a real thing, basically, yeah. right? Because I think like even if you are in India, like in, in cities now, or even like the smaller villages, like the, it's it. I would say like it no longer exists. Like you know, it probably like exists in like pockets somewhere. Uh, in some pockets, but uh, it does not no longer exist. Every every uh, person I know from India, born in India, lives in America, yeah. uh, was never afraid to talk to me about this. But it was always like th- there's a part of the history that's maybe not great. And I think you yeah. you tapped into it when you when you mentioned artificial barriers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not good for society to limit people. Exactly. It just, it just, yeah, it just like limits the growth of the society. Right? So, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, so how do you spend your spare time these days? Because your son's out of the house, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's out of the we'll house. We'll talk about your son in a, in a, yeah, in a yeah. few minutes. So what do, you, what do you do in your spare time these days? Yeah, I like listen to music. I read. Okay. Uh, my wife and I go out for like walk. Uh, I exercise and go out for, like, you know, we go out for, like, you know, watch movies and like, you know, music shows and, and, and things like that. Right? What and kind of music? I like Hindi music. Okay. I like Hindi music. So, uh, is it more vocal than instrumental, or more instrumental than vocal? Uh, more vocal than instrumental. I okay. Would say. Yeah. I would say. All right. Cool. Uh, are you, do you? This is a weird question. Are Bollywood films good these days? Right. Because thirty years ago they were just imitating what was happening in Hollywood, but they're they're actually producing like high quality stuff. These yeah, days. this is like a really, really good good fil- films basically, right? So some of these films are really good films, and uh, you know they bring like the new innovative stories and like new plots and and uh, all of that, right? So I watch uh, kind of uh, uh, Hollywood movies, also Bollywood, I like both, you know. Uh, so when was the last time uh, a movie was made about the nineteen eighty three cricket team? Oh, very recently. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, <laughs> actually, like about two years ago, yes. Really? Yeah, the, the, the captain of the team, uh, his name is Kapil Dev, great guy, awesome guy. Um, and uh, so this movie was about him, oh, how okay. he led uh, his team uh, kind of uh, through you know, the, the winning, basically, right? So he's an awesome guy, you know. So I'm forgetting the exact numbers, but um, there was a cricket match, like, you know, going up to, before going to the finals uh, with Zimbabwe. And I think India had lost uh, probably like, you know, five or six wickets in just like maybe like less than 20 runs. Mm. And then he comes in and he alone makes like 175 runs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. yes. He just, <laughs> he just makes like 175 runs. He just like, you know, hits ball all around the ground and he's, nobody's able to like take him out. That's crazy. Yeah, and India ends up winning. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, if he hits... 20 runs instead of 175 they probably lose yeah exactly yeah you know there is a very likelihood of like india losing but uh, he comes in and just changes things around completely you know, so. what's the average number of runs a batsman will get in a typical match 
Uh, I think they are like 30, 35. Uh, okay. so, <laughs> so he's at 175? Yeah, he's 30, 175, yeah. I'm I'm having a tough time fathoming that. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like unbelievable, you know, inning that he he played at that time. You know, so wow, uh, that's crazy. And how old is he now? He's probably in like a high sixties, low uh, early seventies. Is he still in India? Yeah, he's still in India. I guess he's a hero, right? Yeah, he's a hero. He's, he's probably one of the most famous people in India. Yeah, he is. He is, and he's a really good guy, also. Like you know, personally, also. You know, so. Uh, so. Indians over time have migrated all over the world. Mm-hmm. Is there something about the culture that says, "Hey, let, let's migrate," or is it something else that's driving migration? I think it's probably like two things. Like you know, the one is like culture also, uh, because I think previously also like you know, especially like you know, the state that I come from uh, is like a lot more like focus on business. Mm. So you know, and like you know, going outside and like doing businesses. So I think they were like you no know, years years like you no know, centuries ago they were going to like Africa and like you no know, different places and like doing business and coming back type of thing. So it's in the culture to like go out and explore like different things and type of thing, right? So that's number one. And the number two is like more practical reason is there are a lot of people in India, you know. So yeah, uh, a lot of competition. How, how many how many uh, children per family typically uh, now it's like two okay uh, but i think like we have like this uh you know, right from the beginning like we have like a very high population basically right so even if like you know, the per family like number of children is in two range it still keeps growing like two to three and it still keeps growing right so yeah uh yeah because you can't fit that many people in in that limited space right? yeah it's like there is like lo- always like a lot more people than the opportunities that are available you know so yeah, it's more. It's probably more economic than it is geog- geographical. Exactly. Yeah. Even though there are parts of India that, that are not livable, right? The, you, pe- a lot of people don't live in the Himalayas. Uh not. No, yes, absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. So okay. there are like parts where there are not a lot of people. If you were going to go back, not to see family, but as a tourist to go back to India, where would you go? I like Himalayas, you know. So yeah, I mean, I, I like that. Uh, uh, and then like, and I like 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 Bangalore, like South India also. Uh, really good places to see. Does the government say Bangalore or do they say Bengaluru now? Yeah, Bengaluru now. Yeah, yeah Bengaluru. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, Bengal and the reason they, they made that distinction is because... Why, why did they make that distinction? Yeah, so I, I think the original name was Bengaluru. Uh, but then when British came in, ah, uh, so like it's, it's getting away from the British. Influence. British, yeah. So because like my, my city that I'm come from also is like, it's called like Ahmedabad. But the original name is like Ahmedabad. It's like, you know, uh, Bombay is like British conversion of the name. The original name is like Mumbai. Right. So like it's not going back to like Mumbai type of thing, right? So Yeah, I think I'd like to go to Bengaluru. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's on the coast, right? Yeah, so it's in the middle, but you can go to the coast. Oh, okay. it's, yeah. it, but it's in the south. It's in the south. Yeah, it's in the yeah. south. Did you ever go there for work? Uh, yes, I from Capital One. I yeah. went there like a few times. Yeah, it's a great deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. How, how far from where you grew up is Bengaluru? Oh, it's quite far. I would say uh, I'm trying to like figure out like you know miles, probably like more than thousand miles. Oh my yeah, gosh! Yes, like, you know, so that's like dri- driving halfway across the country. Yeah, across the country. Yeah, exactly. Did you see your family every time you you went? Yeah, every time I went to India, I went to like you know, I went home a couple of days all the time. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. All right, so we mentioned Gene earlier. You invited Gene and me to what Gene and I would call a party, I think, uh, <laughs> but it was actually Diwali. Yeah, and you were hosting. Yes. you and your wife were hosting, and. 
Gene's wife and Gene, plus my family of five, yeah. we were the only non-Indians there, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, now I know what it's like to not be white in a very white setting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and it, it was it was awesome. I loved it. But explain Diwali to people that have not experienced it. Yeah, absolutely. No, so Diwali is like you know, the uh, the big fest- best festival in India. It's called like you no know, uh, festival of lights. So we put like a lot of lights outside uh, our houses uh, in India, uh, and it like the the symbolic reason for like light is that uh, it uh, removes the darkness of ignorance mm. and brings like light of knowledge, basically, right? So that's the concept. And there are like you no know, five days of Diwali. Uh, so each day there is different th- things that happen, um, and they're leading up to Diwali, which is the last day of uh, the year. And the next day is the new year as per the Indian calendar. Right? Okay. So, uh, you know, families get together and like you know, spend a lot of time together. Like you know, we make, you know, food and sweets at home. And uh, you know, it's like vacation in the schools. And, uh, you know, we also, you know, you know fireworks basically. Mm. Right. So it's just really, really good uh, uh, you know, family time. Like we just spend like, a lot of time with the family. So what I attended, what my family and I attended, was that day five? Um, that was actually pre-Diwali, basically. Oh, right? okay. So, you know, we were hosting that on the occasion of, like, Diwali. Uh, but it was, like, before the five days started for Got Diwali. It. Because we tried to do that over the weekend and things like that, right? So, Got it. Yeah, and so, how many times have you and your wife hosted something like that? Uh, so, at home, like, the smaller parties we host. But the bigger one, like, you know, we hosted that, that's, uh, you know, it wasn't, like, quite a number of years. Um, but we are actually thinking about like doing one more. Like <laughs> it's probably going to be after Diwali now. But okay. uh, you know, I don't know. I think next few months. Yes. Yeah, and I think Gene asked me a question like, "Hey, are we supposed to bring something?" And I said, "I have no idea, man." <laughs> and, and what was the answer? Like, no, no. Yeah. So I think like the you know, people sometimes bring uh, things, but we just made it clear to everyone that you just come and enjoy. Like, no, don't bring anything. Basically, type of thing. Okay. All right. So you watch movies, whether they come out of Hollywood or Bollywood. Uh, or the UK or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, do you watch talk shows ever? Uh, like interview shows where they'll have two or three guests that come on? I, I do sometimes, yeah. Okay, all right. So imagine you have your own talk show. You're the host. Okay. And you get to invite some people to be on your talk show. Okay. One can be female. Okay. One male. A musical act. Uh, and... Uh, you can throw in a wild card, a fourth person, if you want to. They can be alive or dead. Okay. They can be famous or not famous. They can be part of your family. can be friends. It can be somebody you don't know. This, uh, this one show only, you can try to make it entertaining, humorous, thought-provoking. It can mm-hmm. be whatever you want it to be. Who are you uh, inviting to be your guests? Okay. Uh, so one male, one female musical act and then uh fourth one can be uh, a wild card anything you want it to be okay yeah uh i think for uh male i would invite so is, does it have to be you know, anybody that i know or is it can, like be, it can be famous wild, wild, wild? it can be anybody live or dead okay it can be somebody who lived hundreds of years ago right i think i don't know male i would like to invite like you know uh bollywood hero called like amitabh bachchan He's okay. like a very famous actor. Uh, he just t- run 80 um, in, like in the last few days. Uh, the reason that I want to invite him is uh, he has been like famous for like 
many 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 years like decades and a very successful actor um, but he's like very very humble mm. you know and it is one of those things like when you are in like public life you make some mistake somewhere right and in terms of like what you speak or you know what you do type of thing and he's like one of those like he's so humble he has not made any mistake like wow. no, yeah so i just you know i just like absolutely amazing to me in terms of like, now how how committed he is to his work and at the same time like now how how famous he is and at the same time like how humble he is basically right it's a so, great combo yeah it's it's like i saw him in like in that uh, mumbai airport once he was just walking by and like, it was a total surprise to me uh, he is like 63 or something oh, and wow. like, you know, yeah and then just like a you know, very towering personality and and uh, you know, he's awesome is know? he more famous than the cricket captain he is okay. he's actually yeah. like no more famous than cricket captain okay yeah. that's so a good one i think a lot of people will watch your show just with him alone yeah you know, because like, at at the age of 80 also uh he still works in movies and uh kind of he still gets like lead roles you know in movies and you know so nice that's awesome yeah yeah very cool all right how about your female uh let me think about it let me just and you can it. skip the musical act if you want yeah 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 so i think uh um I think I would invite uh, you know uh Indian Prime Minister uh, Indira Gandhi uh, okay. you know she is no longer uh, but uh, no more and uh, I think she was the first prime minister of India and uh, you know I was prime minister for like 10 15 years something like that like a very strong iron lady you know so she was a force yeah yeah she yeah. was a force you know so you know, I think just like you know learning from her about like you no know, leadership there are like obviously if you're in a political life there are people who like what you do there are going to be people who like you uh, are not going to like what you do type of thing right, right? so there are sort of going to be like some controversial decisions also so and and so forth but like in just some like leadership standpoint she was in full control basically right so very cool yeah yeah all right musical act musical act uh I keep back going to like all Indian. No, it's fine. <laughs> If that's who you want to invite. <laughs> yeah, so I think I would uh, invite uh, Javed Ali, you know. So I re- he actually recently came to uh, Richmond. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and we attended his show also. Oh, that's cool. You know, he just comes from like a very he used to actually live in a small hut. Yeah, so it's like you know, he was very poor growing up mm. you know and he is like now very famous singer you know very committed like, you know he, i like his songs and yeah i would like you know like to invite him and learn about like what's his like day to day looks like and how does he practice and like you know what does he do to like you know, just you know have like this kind of consistent performance and things like how old is he now he's probably like, you know early 30s oh wow yeah. so he he a decade and a half ago was living in a hut yeah he was he he, he actually says that like, you know, he was living in a hut where if the if there is rain then uh, you know he cannot sleep because there is like you no know, water coming down from the wow. terrace you know, so yeah it gives you perspective yeah exactly you know so and i imagine it's quite, uh he's quite humble yeah he as is well. he is yeah is that cultural for for india I think most of the time yes you know so and you know, once uh, you know sometimes like you know, people become successful and like you know, they want to like me just like you know enjoy and spend time like you know spend all of their money but 
I think I've majority of the people that I've seen, uh, I think they are like just keep stay focused on like what they are good at and and keep keep working basically. Yeah, and don't spend time uh, celebrating too much. Exactly. Yeah. Your own accomplishments. Oh, okay. All right, your fourth guest can be anybody besides the three that you've already. I almost wanted shared. to say like the Gene Berg because I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> No, what you need to no in in this show, you end up talking to the first three, and then you say, and we have Gene Burke waiting in the back, uh, but we don't, we've run out of time, so Gene, Gene can't come out today. You know all the stories that he has, right? He has a lot of stories. Yeah, <laughs> I remember like I was reporting into Gene, and uh, every two years I would say, Gene, I'm bored. I need to do like something else, <laughs> and then like he's a great leader, right? He would say. Yeah, let me put in touch with like so and and so who's like hiring, and then I would go and talk to that person, and then at the same time, what he would do is like you know, make some changes to my job, so I stay. You know, do yeah. like you and I like switch the role. Oh yeah, that was awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was fun. I mean, you got to keep it fresh. Yeah, exactly. So, Doing anything for more than a couple of years in a corporate environment gets pretty old. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah, Gene, you and I both reported the Gene. He's a very good boss. Yes. Yes. He is. Yeah. Absolutely. Very cool. All right, so tell us tell us about your wife and your son. Yeah, so uh, uh, my wife, uh, you know, she's a teacher, part time teacher, um, and uh, you know, I would say like very dynamic personality. You know, so. I, I've met her a couple times. She's has a very dynamic personality. Yes, yes, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she like you no know, uh, focuses lot. She did like a lot for my son um, in terms of like you know, giving him like, exposure to like, different things. You know, and she actually put in a lot of effort. You know, so uh, give an example. Like, you know, when my son was like in school, like middle school, uh, we were looking for a robotics team for him to join, and we couldn't find any. So uh, my wife and I just started like our own robotics team, and that continued for like many years. And I was there like just to help support the team, but the majority of the work was done by my wife, basically. Right, so. Uh, and then she puts together like this Indian cultural dances and uh, you know for kids and there are like many parents that come to her and say you know, my kid is like you know doing this and this or you know this like, is interested in this only because of you you know because you spend like you no know, time uh, you know just uh, putting together like different Indian cultural dances and like spending like a lot of time and effort and energy into like actually make that happen you know so yeah that's great yeah I know. Yeah, and my son, uh, he finished his uh, undergrad recently, uh, last May, uh, from Purdue University. Yep. Uh, he did, like, his computer engineering. Did he do computer engineering because dad did computer engineering, or he just has a natural affinity for it? Yeah, natural affinity for it. Uh, and given that, like, you know, he was exposed to, uh, you know, robotics uh, very early on. So he, that, like, you know, he really liked it. And so he's, uh, since, like, middle school, he's in technology. Uh, so he finished his like undergrad in uh, computer engineering. So he did like double major, like under un- computer engineering and math. Uh, <laughs> if somebody came to me and said, "Hey, Paul, can you do this really hard major and then find another hard major and do that too?" I'd be like, "Absolutely not. There's no way." Yeah. Because I think he would, he would have finished like in his uh, college in like maybe like two and a half years. <laughs> So he needed the second major to, second major to, to go beyond two and a half years. We could have saved you a lot of money if he, he had only done the one major. Yeah, yeah. But then I was encouraging him to like, because as I mentioned, like, I think for those four years are like very critical. That's a great like point. Everybody, yeah. like, just, I said, like, just spend like four years, you know, there. Like, even if you don't need to do, do like, you know, full workload, 
I think very important that you like you not know, spend like four years in college basically right? to yeah. a point like socially network all of those things right. right? So that's why like you did the second uh, major also, and then uh, you know I, I'm I was like big believer in like you know, just continuing the study like mas- doing the masters. Um, so uh, he is now at the University of Illinois at Urbana Champaign. Okay. So he got into like masters and PhD combined program. <laughs> So wait a minute. I you're obviously a smart person. Your wife is obviously a smart person as well. But like he's surpassing both of you. I yeah, think. Yeah, he is. He is. Wow. Yeah, he is. So he is, and he is like also. Uh, so he's like a master's and PhD program. I will see like whether he completes or not. But at least like you know he's complete like masters, right? So I have a feeling he's going to complete both. <laughs> and then uh, I think here he is. Uh, so there is like a place called like Punjab in India. So there is like different cultural dance there. It's called like Bhangra dance. So he was captain of his Bhangra team in oh. Purdue. You know, that's cool. So, yeah. So he likes to do like things outside of uh, you know study also. You know? So he stays like really busy. You know? Did he? Did he ever pick up cricket? He did not. He did not. Yeah. Yeah, because there are, there probably aren't leagues when he was growing up as a like a ten year old. Exactly. There are not many now, and like now I think there started some in the striker like you know where football oh yeah yeah so i think they are like now they are coaching cricket also there in that club so. and when you say football you're saying soccer soccer sorry yeah, yeah soccer. <laughs> soccer. uh that's great it's it, so he could end up anywhere in the world after he finishes school yeah yeah so he he likes to do uh on a computer and so he's like in artificial intelligence uh, and he wants to apply that into like medical field so okay. uh, in, in in neuroscience so he did his like uh, uh, internship at MIT uh, in that field you know so computer engineering and med- medical field you know so so wait a minute he graduated from Purdue and then he did it was the internship while he was at Purdue or, uh, no, or just after uh, while he was at Purdue okay so uh, three summers so first two summers he did internship at Google okay and the third summer he did at MIT you know so He's wickedly bright. <laughs> he's a good kid too, yeah, right? Yeah, because it's very difficult to get like an internship in Google in first year of college, and he did. You know, <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, so there's uh, genetics played a part in it. He has smart parents. Uh, nurturing from his parents plays a big part of it. Uh, was there a third ingredient that led him to be this wildly bright? Uh, I think, uh, and I think, like you know, once, once, like you know, they start moving in like one direction, just like you know, it, just, it seems to me that like you know, they just keep going in that direction, basically. Extreme right? so, focus. Extreme focus, exactly. Extreme focus. Yeah. yeah so. All right, that's cool. So he's going to do AI work. AI work, yeah. And and try to make the world better through uh, medical advances. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, so you've been in Richmond for a, a while now. Yeah, twenty years now. Do you think you're going to stay in Richmond, or when you retire someday, you might move to wherever in the world? Uh, I think I'll probably go back to India. Okay. Uh, so I think at least like no part of the year type of thing, right? So I may like no live in India for like part of the year or like no some time, and then come back and live here type of thing. You, you know? still have family in India. I, I do. I do. So actually, like my two sisters and my brother, my mom, everybody's in India. You know, so. Yeah, um, and none of them wanted to leave India. No, they didn't want to live in India. No. Do they think you're strange for leaving? <laughs> I think like I've always been just trying. Like they encourage me to like just always like you know, try different things, explore new things, and uh, I'm the youngest one, so 
they're just letting me do like whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, I have three kids. I don't pay attention to the third one as much as I pay attention <laughs> to the first two. <laughs> yes. And my third child won't listen to this, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> well, Nikia, I've always told people that you're one of uh, my my best coworkers I've ever, ever worked with at Capital One, and I was there a long time. Um, we had a, a lot of fun back in the. What was it, 15 years ago now? I, I say the same thing. You know, so my son knows like who is Paul and who is Gene. <laughs> <laughs> we had a great time. Yeah, yeah. If, exactly. if I could capture those days in a bottle and then yeah. not not replicate it necessarily, but kind of create the same vibe yeah. and the same culture, I'd, I'd have a blast working all the time. Yeah, I know. I remember like every Tuesday or some day, I'm, I'm forgetting, like we go out and eat like Indian food. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Gene loved ice cream, so we got yeah, ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> ice cream or like yeah, one of those yeah, things. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still remember like the awesome time. You know, just uh, we had a, we had a really good time. Really back good time yes, yeah. yeah. Well, awesome, well, Nikhil. I appreciate you doing this. I, I assume your your wife will listen to this. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Will your son listen to it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. since they're going to listen to it, what are their names? Uh, my son's name is Yug. Uh, my wife's name is Sejal. So yeah, tell Sajal I said hello, please. Absolutely, I'll do. I'll do that. Awesome, so. thanks for doing this. Yeah, yeah, this definitely feels like center of the universe. Awesome, thank you for inviting me. No, so. Yeah, man. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also really appreciate if you'd rate and review us. You can find us at scodopodcast.com.